here today, but I hope you have a blessed birthday. Um, tomorrow it's Kirsten Bather. On the 14th it's Elaine Adams. On the 15th it's Dwayne Chetty. On the 16th it's Fran- Francisco Batista. On the 17th it's Bradley Grovers. And on, and on the 17th as well, Wayne Chetty. We hope that you all have a blessed week and that you are spilled a lot. Then our services, um, adult services on Sunday here in this hall, every Sunday at 9 o'clock, shine in the adjacent hall next door. And please note all services are, all services and sermons are recorded and available on YouTube and podcast. Corporate prayer every Sunday morning at 8.30 before the church service in this main auditorium. And then if you would like to join Adian and his team at the hospital ministry, that's at Carl Bremer, um, every, or on Saturday, 24th of February at 3 o'clock. Please speak to Adian for more information. Then I took the liberty to check the temperature next week. It's, <laughs> it's 31 degrees, perfect, perfect temperature for Pastor Tim's pool. Um, so whoever wants to... Get baptized, please speak to Didi sitting here in the front for more information. Or the church office, sorry. And then baby dedication will take place next week, Sunday as well. Please contact the church office for further information. Then we have our information night taking place on Wednesday the 21st of February for all new members. Or if you have been visiting our church and you're not sure where you fit in, you don't know if this is where you wish to join and belong and to make this your place of home, then I'd like to um, invite you to join on Wednesday, 21st of February, where you can find out more about the church, maybe also find out about all the ministries and, and places where you might be able to slot in. Then regarding Alpha, Alpha will be starting in March. Please contact the church office if you would like to be um, part of Alpha or if you would like to serve on Alpha. Then Connect Nights every Wednesday if you are not yet part of a Connect group but also um, you just want to join in on prayers, please do come on a Wednesday evening to church at 7 o'clock. It's a wonderful time to fellowship and just pray with um, other church members here. Then our regular meetings for the week. Youth takes place every Friday at 7 o'clock at the church. So if you also know of any um, youth who on a Friday don't have a place to go and you would like to bring them here, Marlon would be happy to have them. Ladies meetings every Wednesday at half past 9 at church. Um, Lots of eats and lovely chats and catch-ups with the ladies. Healing streams, please contact the church office for an appointment. Regarding Moms Connect, for all our mothers out there, if you just need a time out from the children, you just need to vent, you just need to find out that we're all actually in it together. All other moms are in the struggle, but also the joys are there. Please join every last Saturday of the month from half past two until half past four in that moment just to chat and catch up with all other mothers. Please contact the church office for further details. Then for counseling and marriage counseling, speak to Jose and Cheryl. Um, They are not here today. Or contact the church office and they will then um, make contact with them. Then classics. Every first Friday of the month, these classics make us excited to one day get to that age because they enjoy and do lots of fun things. So half past nine at the church. So please feel free if you are in that category to join in. And then I'd like to um, invite the radiant and lovely Auntie Veronica to the front.
Good morning, everybody. Um, can we? Ah, there we go. Good morning, everyone, but especially to the ladies of Father's House. Um, we, as the Heart to Heart Ladies Group, are having three events this year. We're having our first event on the 9th of March. And what we've decided is that this year our first event will be to the women of this house. We normally invite other churches as well, which will happen with a second and third event, but this event is for you. It is for us, so that we can really get to know each other. On a Sunday morning, it's not so easy. You say hello, you get to recognize somebody, but we want to get to know you. And if you're lonely and you feel you're not connecting as a woman in the church, you come every Sunday but you're not connected, come and have that meeting with us. We're going to have fellowship. We, it was so exciting this week. We had a brainstorm of what we're going to be doing. And the ideas that came out from the ladies were amazing. I'm not going to give away anything. This card, this invite was done by one of the ladies. I won't say who she is because she will have it out with me afterwards. So we would love you to come and um, it's going to be about you as a woman in this house. You are an ordinary woman, but you are extraordinary. So that is what we are going to concentrate on. You as extraordinary women. And um, we thought because we have family, We're not going to charge for, uh, normally we have a fee to have eats, but because we have family, each of us is going to bring a plate of eats. So if you're coming on the 9th of March, please bring a plate of eats. Show us your culinary skills, or even Mrs. Woolworths, or Mrs. Pick and Pay, or Mrs. Checkers. Uh, She's more than welcome. But come and meet someone that when you meet them in church the next Sunday, you can say, oh, but I know you. It's not just um, Shireen or Megan or uh, Yolanda or Cecilia. I've actually connected with someone, and I am beginning to feel more part of what is happening here. And also, I want each of you to have a flower in your hair. I said if I was a rich woman, that minor hall would be filled with flowers that day. Because I feel we are the bride of Christ. And we need to celebrate that. And we begin to celebrate that by celebrating each other. So please come. If you're a visitor here today, you're not excluded. You're not, you were meant to be here today. So I would like to invite you as well. And even us ladies, if you have a sister or a mother or an aunt you would like to invite Bring her along. Let us have fellowship. And, you know, I'm so excited. If you know what the ladies have got prepared for you, you guys would also want to come. So, um, but I'm doing this long in advance so that the dads would be kind enough to keep the little ones busy that Saturday morning so that the moms could be free. I don't want to um, have somebody looking after the children because moms never really relax when they know their kids are somewhere here. So dads, please, would you look after the kids so that mom can come? And the youth, Marlon, I want the young ones to come. 
I want the young girls to know that we are not fuddy-duddies. We are fun to be with. And we want to get to know you. We want to know what makes you tick. You have got so much to add to us as a community. And we're a community of women that need to stand together and be there for each other, love each other. And it's going to be an awesome day. So I want to see all of you here, please. And I'm going to spam you, bombard you, until the 9th of March. Every week you're going to see this invite. And please let me know via WhatsApp um, that you're coming. We would just like to at least know the numbers. And it's going to be great. The women really put their brains to, into action, and um, it's going to be lovely. So I want to see all of you, unless you're in for an operation, or you're giving birth, or you're being cremated. Otherwise, <laughs> I would like to see all of you there. Bless you. Thanks. And <laughs> Thank you, Auntie Veronica. If we can just pray for the tithes. So, church, if you can just stretch out your hand. Father God, we just come before you this morning with such grateful hearts, Lord, for your faithfulness over this house. We also pray for each family um, presented here, Lord, and for those who were able to give freely, Lord, and for those who could not this morning due to whatever reason. You know our hearts, Lord. And so I pray a blessing over them. I also pray for financial, Lord, doors to open. And Lord, for you to just be with those families who are in need. But also I ask for wisdom, Lord, for those who would steward these finances so that they may extend the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Are you doing well? I am good, thank you. I am doing really good. Um, Shavana went away for a week, so thank you for letting us go. <laughs> okay. um, but it was a good break. We went to Azerfontaine. There was nobody there, <laughs> so that was nice. The beach was empty, and you know, uh, it's so important to take time out, um, and I really, really appreciate this church um, because we are able to do that. And I know that maybe you missed us, I don't know, but I know that Didi and the team, they just kept going. And I, I really am thankful because that's what this community is about. We, we're not dependent on one another, but we are interdependent. I don't know if you know what that means. In other words, it's not about who, you know, being dependent on one person that's preaching or teaching here, it's about each other, interdependence, community. And um, I believe the Lord, like what you're doing with the women's ministry, the Lord is building community. And one of the other things that we're also very um, passionate about, intentional about, is intergenerational. You know, that's why it's important. Thank you, Veronica. That all generations come, and we learn from each other. We um, help one another. Similarly, we are also intercultural. So look around you quickly. Just have a look who's sitting next to you. 
<laughs> I know it's a little bit awkward, but you know, look, maybe look backwards as well. Look, who's behind you? I don't know if you notice. You know, what, what I see here, and I have the privilege, whoever's up front, we have the pr- privilege of seeing it. Look around you. There are people from all walks of life. In fact, um, and I'm just going to do this because I have warned my friends, we've got people from France. Don't you want to stand quickly? <laughs> and, so, here we go, Alex, Alfe, here we go. And uh, thank you for, for being here this morning. Um, we have people from all over. You know, um, some of us, we live here in South Africa, but we were born in Zimbabwe, like my wife. And um, others, with Gurley and Dinashe, them. And then others are from Congo. Where's Jolie? There we go. We've got Congo. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, some are from South Africa, but other parts of South Africa. And somehow, you landed here in Cape Town, the best place to be, right? And I, and I know you were born maybe in Northern Cape, uh, George, and, uh, you know, West Coast. I don't know where you come from. Where? <laughs> Brackenfell. <you know? laughs> but, you know, I'm saying this because this is the heart of God. And, and I know I speak on behalf of this leadership. This is what we will fight for. Eh? Because God has called us to be an intercultural church. In fact, the whole kingdom of God is based on intercultural. Jews and Gentiles. Doesn't matter what color skin you have. Doesn't matter what kind of hair or if you don't have. Some of us don't have any. I don't know. Is this the no air zone here? Yeah? <laughs> I'm looking at Raphael and Ryan there. But, but you know, um, the beauty of the kingdom of God is that we can be so different, but yet we are one. And so two weeks ago, I, I, I spoke about the house of the Lord. And I spoke about what this house is, the Father's house. And I, I, I'm so excited because I believe we are living out the very word of God over this house. When I came here, I was broken. I was hurting. I got hurt um, in a church. You know, because church is uh, made up of people. Right? And wherever people is, you're going to get hurt. I was broken. I, I hid at the back, I, we just had Jude, and then I used Jude as an excuse. I hid in the baby room, you know. And it took a while until the Lord used community to help heal me. I'm going to speak a little slower today because I want my friends that are here to translate. Is that okay, Alex? So part of the house that the Lord has built here is a house of healing and that's what i want to speak about today two weeks ago i touched on the house of god as order now if you haven't 
seen or heard the message of two weeks. It's on podcast. Unfortunately, we don't have it on video because um, I think we had some technical problems, right? But it's on podcast, and if you don't have our podcast, you need to speak to our administrators, speak to Kristen or Bertram, and just find out how you can get the podcast. But I'm not going to go into today. I'm just going to touch on it. God's house is a, God, is a house of order. There is there's elders in this house. And eldership is nominated, appointed, and then prayed upon and released to lead the church under the authority of God, the Lord. But similarly, I thought about this. You know, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought as a, at the price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You are as well the house of God. He dwells in you. And so similarly, I thought, if the house of the Lord is ordered, then our lives should be ordered. So, so the Spirit of God gives us self-control, love, um, how to bear with one another, how to. But I, I thought about this. Even healing is to help you to find order in your life. When you're broken, when you're hurt, this, it's like this chaos. And I'm talking about emotional, soul, and spiritual brokenness. Then it's like this chaos. And we're trying to find peace. We're trying to find rest. And only in Jesus do you actually find the chaos come to order. So, you know, I love that song. It turns, um, you know, from ashes to beauty. He makes chaos into order. And then we then walk into peace. And so I'm going to open up um, some things on this house, but I want you to understand that it's not just about the Father's house. It's also about you, because you, being part of this community, you make up the Father's house. And so God wants us to be healed. He wants us to be whole. Because God's healing is actually holistic. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that your word brings life and your word brings light. And so we just open our hearts to receive what you have to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn your Bibles to Luke 5. And this is the story. I love the story because this is the story um, that I, I learned um, when we still had Sunday school. Now we call it children's church you know we've kind of matured here <laughs> as the church but um i learned the story when i was very young and and we used to draw pictures you know so we used to learn a story then we draw the pictures we color it in and so whenever i read whenever i read the story i think of those days where, where we were taught um under three <laughs> you know sunday school for me was under three and um, they would come to us and call us from the house to go and sit under the tree, and then they taught us all the stories of Jesus, you know. Um, Luke 5 speaks about Jesus, and here's an interesting healing story. 
Because Jesus is in a house. And he's in, in a house, and there's lots of people. In fact, let's read from verse 17, um, and we'll read to 26. It says, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Now, I want to quickly stop there. I don't think anything in the Bible is written by coincidence. God wanted you and I to understand that there is power to heal. God has the power to heal every single one of us. And so that same power rested on Jesus. And somehow Luke, who wrote this, picked up Jesus had on that day some supernatural power to heal the sick. I think sometimes we come into a church environment or maybe to a place where there is a gathering of believers and there is power from the Lord to heal the sick. And sometimes we miss it. And I find it fascinating that Luke would pick it up. Verse 18, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. And when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Verse 20, when Jesus saw their faith, let me say that again. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow? Who's this man? Who's this lighty? Can I say it like that? It's a South African term. Who's this fellow? Who's this lighty? Who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? Verse 24, But I want you to know that the Son of Man, that is Jesus, has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of him, them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praises to God. I'm going to touch on worship. Because they were filled with awe. We have been, and, and said, sorry, we have seen remarkable things today. So I wrote a few things down that I, when I was reading this, and it became a little different to the way I understood it when I was small. Firstly, that Jesus has the power to heal every single one of us today. Do you know, the healing is not just physical. 
In fact, this whole story is about Jesus healing your spiritual wounds. Because ultimately, we were separated from God through sin. And what Jesus did was he came and he said, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to bring you back into the greatest relationship, which is the relationship with your maker. The one who created you. The one who loves you. The one who looks upon you and says, you are my delight. That's why he made you. A lot of people have a narrative of a God who is waiting to punish, of a God who's waiting for you to do something wrong so that he can put his wrath and his judgment upon you. And I want to tell you this morning, whoever said that to you has given you a lie. That is not the God that I know. Because the God that I know loves the world so much that he gave his only begotten son to die for you and me so that we can be in relationship with our maker. He's a loving God. He wants to heal. He wants to see you whole. And so the healing is not just physical. The healing is spiritual and the healing is soul. Because you see, in life, bad things happen. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how you grew up. You could have the perfect family. You could have the perfect parents. Bad things happen. And so God looks upon that. And he says, man, I'm not going to leave you broken. I'm going to go after you. It's like, you know, we sing the song, um, like a rushing wind. Come like a rushing wind. You know, a rushing wind. I mean, we saw some of the wind the other day. In Cape Town, we know what winds are like. A rushing wind does not wait. It is so immediate. It's so quick. God comes so quickly into your life that you, he catches you by surprise. He catches you suddenly. A rushing wind, for me, describes how passionate God is about making sure that you are whole. You know, I'm looking around the room, and I know my brother. Come here quickly. I didn't plan this. This was not planned. But he has released his testimony, so I do have liberty. <laughs> And his family, so I can do this. Can you give a short version? <laughs> well, um, his testimony is on YouTube. It's one hour. <laughs> <laughs> now, give a short version. I, um, I had a feeling this was going to happen. <laughs> Good morning. Um, <laughs> family. <laughs> For those who don't know me, my name is Lawrence Feeder. I'm his brother. Um, for those who do know me, hi guys. Um, yes, so let me just get straight into it. Um, as Tom said, grew up basically, well, grew up in the same home, grew up um, knowing God, um, served, we served together for many years. 
um, got married, life was beautiful, um, thought I knew God. You know, sometimes we're in the environment of church and um, doing the things of God, but we don't really know this God. We know, we understand the lingo, we understand how to, how to say the right things at the same time, or at the, same, um, at the right time. But knowing God, and, and you know, I got married, and um, as we all, those of us that are married, you know, marriage throws another challenge your way, getting to know someone, um, communicating, and long story short, um, trying to bring it down is that um, I, life happens, and uh, stress comes along, work comes along, retrenchment comes along, marital problems come along, and you, you think you're okay. Because you, you, you're serving in a worship team, you, you're encouraging people, you're mentoring people. But you are, you, you, you're coming from a space of emptiness. Because this Jesus that you stand up here and you proclaim his glory and, and all these things, you don't know this guy. You don't. Because everything that you are saying, you're just regurgitating what you've heard and learned over the years. You know? And um, got to a space where I couldn't deal any longer with the stress of life and... Um, started drinking profusely, um, but did it very well. I did it very well from everyone here, I think. Um, and um, I'm going to be honest with you, there were times that I was on the stage and I was, like we say, sorry, our French friends over there, um, somebody can translate that to them. I was Baba Lass. I don't know if some of you even smelt it on me because I got to a point where I was, I was, I was doing hard liquor. I was doing your, your vodkas and your whiskeys and I was... The, the depression that hit got me to a place that I didn't like the way I felt. Because um, my wife had left, um, I lost my job, I was sponging off Tim and Chauvet, um, sponging off everybody else, and um, you just go into such a pity party. Um, that, and I couldn't understand it, because I said to the Lord, I did all these things for you. I served, on, you, you know, and, I, and all the, you, you throw all these things to the Lord, and um, eventually, it got to such a point that um, I started smoking weed, and um, it was anything just to to take away that feeling of emptiness and worthlessness. And um, long story, I end up on the parade, and I'm homeless. And, and um, I reached out to him that day, but God works it so that um, I'm sitting with a bag on my back, and I've got a shorts and a sweater, and I'm sitting, and I see myself um, in the, you guys know the Woolies building, the, the, the main building over there, and I see myself in this building, but just before that, I'm, I'm saying to the Lord, and I'm cursing God. For those of you who know me, I, I, I really became an other person. I wasn't Lawrence that, that people know, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, I hate you. You told me that you loved me. Um, you, you, you sent people my way that, 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 that spoke things over my life and, and there was this big picture of things. But you're such a liar. The, these are the things that I said to them. I'm not going to say some of the other things that I said to people. Some of them were pretty intense. But I had this conversation with the Lord and, and I said to him, I want nothing to do with you. I was preparing myself to, 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 to cut my life off. This was it. One thing that helped me instead was I was too much of a coward. I didn't know how to do it. That was going to be the least painful. <laughs> so that was the, the, the thing that was kind of holding me. But uh, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm going off at the Lord, and the, the, my phone rings, and I've got 5% on this phone. It's an old phone. Um, normally, 5% it rings, and it dies. 
But I answer this phone and somebody's on the other end and I don't know who it is. And I'm all, I'm all arrogant and upset and angry. And I say, who's it? And it turns out it's my, um, when God called me into worship, into leading, it's, the, it's the, my worship leader that mentored me something like 16 years ago. And she reaches, and I haven't spoken to this woman in ages, and she finds my number and she says to me, Lawrence? And I said, yes. And she says, it's Esther. And I said, oh. And she says to me, um, the Lord woke me up this morning to tell you something. I said, now, now you must understand, I've just had this outburst with God. And I said, oh, is it? What? And she says to me, he says that he loves you and he sees you. Now, now it moves me. At that point in time, I blew a fuse with her and I said to her, well, you tell your God. <laughs> and again, I'm not going to go into that. But I went off at her. And, you know, I spoke to her for an hour on this phone of 5% that normally just goes off. And um, she convinces me to meet with her face to face. And that's the start of where I come back to the Lord. And just quickly to me to this point, I, get, I eventually um, Tim, um, uh, put an ultimatum just before this that I must go and have myself sorted out, rehab, and I refuse because I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. And eventually I, 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 I um, give in and, I, and I'm at rehab. And um, I'm sitting there in a service, um, it's a Christian rehab, and I'm sitting in a service one, so now I don't have a phone any longer, because in rehab, you, you, it's as if you were a prisoner, you, you don't have rights, you know, you, you just move with everybody else. And now at this point, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit, I'm hearing God speak like I'm speaking now, and I've never had this in my life. When you guys saw me lead here, I'm going to be honest with you, it get cancer of fatty, Mr. Vanitate. It was all just on... Let's see if this works. Let's see if that works. That's how, that's how good you can become in, in, in putting up a front when you are so, when you've, when you've been entrenched in this church life, you know. But I'm sitting there and, and the Holy Spirit says to me, he, he whispers to me these words and he says, Emmanuel. And I'm like, okay, I know that. And, but this is now all in my head and I'm saying, I know that, yes, Lord. But you know when, you remember how I used to tease you? I used to. I used to do things, you know, when we were smaller, yes. and, um, poke you, things like that. Now he's doing that type of thing with me. And I'm getting a little irritated, and I say, yeah, I get it. I'm watching the nativity player. And he says to me, um, then he whispers a, a tune in my ear. And I'm like, oh, are you giving me a song, Lord? And he says, yeah. I say, I'm going to forget this because I don't have my phone. I normally sing into my phone these things. I get back to the rehab an hour and a half later. And he tells me to go to the library, and I go sit there, and he gives me the song in about 10 minutes, right out the song. And the song speaks about Emmanuel, God with us. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I've never written a song this quick and everything. And then I said, now what, Lord? Must I, must I sing it to someone? He says, no, now you go and shower and you go to bed. I'm like, oh, anticlimax. Go to bed. And 2 o'clock that morning, I get woken up by the Holy Spirit, and as I wake up, I can instantly feel there's something in this room. Now we sleep in the dormitory of about 25 men on bunks, double bunks. And I wake up and I can sense it's in the calm or something's not right there. And when, as I wake up, I can hear, I can literally hear this thing move around. This is what I hear. And then it's by this person. And then it's, so he's oppressing them, you know, and these guys are like, and all these things. And I, I wake up and I say, Lord, there's something in this room. And he says to me, yes. And I'm now I'm on fire and I'm saying, Lord, must I not cast this thing out, you know? 
And he says, no, 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 hold on, hold on, my boy. I'm like, okay, now why did you wake me up? He says to me this, he says, this is a week after oh, my parade story. And he says to me, do you remember a, a week ago, our conversation? And I sit in the bed, and I'm, now it's dark, and I'm sitting in the bed, and I'm like, now I feel, it's, you know, it's like when your daddy says, you remember I talked the last time, did he? And you're like, yo, I thought we dealt with that, man. Why are we talking about this again? And he says to me, I say, yes. And he says, do you remember what you told me on the parade? I say, I said a lot, Lord, that I'm not proud of. He says, yeah, but what specifically? I said, I said, I hated you because you made me all these promises and you said that you'd always be with me, but you are a liar and all these things. And he says, yes. So I said, okay. Now he says, now do you see this thing moving in this room here? I say, yes. He says, this thing is from the pit of hell. It shouldn't be here. So I said, so must I jump up and uh, cast this thing out? And he says, no, 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 no. I want to show you something this morning, the, tonight. He says to me, this thing, I'm allowing it to operate in this room here. It shouldn't be here, but I'm allowing it to operate. And this thing will move around to each and every bed, but I will not allow it to touch you. He says to me, when you were sitting on that parade, when you were going through your darkest time, when you were contemplating suicide, I was there. I was there. And I sat there and I, I just cried and I confessed and I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I want to encourage you, whoever's sitting here, I've realized, I've, I've, sat, I've sat with people that are 28, I thought I was going to die when I walked into this place the first time. But I've seen how God changes lives. Murderers, people that have not only uh, that they have not only given orders to kill people, but that they have done it themselves. God has changed their lives. I've seen, I've seen God taking people out of drugs, out of heavier things. When I sat there, I looked at it and I thought to the Lord, Lord, my story is nothing in comparison to what. I want to encourage you. I've been where you're sitting. I put up a nice facade. I'm the pastor's brother. I'm the, you know, the musician and all these things. But I'm dying inside. You don't have to sit and die inside. You don't have to get to that point of suicide. God is with you. you. I only didn't sense it because I was so far from him. The Lord is here this morning. He's always been here. If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with, with, with um, suicide, you're struggling with drug abuse, you're struggling in your relationship with your, with your wife, your spouse or whatever, he can do it for you. I've gone over. God bless. And thank you for the prayers and the support from this family. Thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. And I know I, I put you on the spot there. But, you know, the most difficult thing that Chauvet and I had to do at that time was to give an ultimatum to say, you either go for help, or you cannot stay on the property that we've offered you. Eh? And, and you know, we did that out of love. Yeah. I want to just come back to the scripture and thank you. Because everybody looks at the paralyzed man that needed help. But if you look closely, he had friends that were willing even in pain. Now, I want to tell you, it's not, it's, you know, I had a slip disc. I was listening to a friend who's got now a slip disc. And, and I tell you, the pain is so, it's, it's 
really bad, eh? I mean, you can't move. They give you morphine. For the first time, I had morphine in my life. And I said, can I have a little bit more? <laughs> Dr. Andre. You know, um, but think about this. Friends that are willing to do what it takes, even if it hurts, for you to be healed. And you know what the Bible says? Jesus saw the faith of the friends. And he said he was moved by their faith, not the faith of the one that was broken. And I tell you, my wife knows I, I, I love this man. He's my brother, right? It was hard. It was hard. It was hard after he left. And we stood and we said, we're going to trust the Lord that even as hard as this is, that Lawrence is going to come through this thing. Here's the question. Do you have those friends? This community, this is why the Father's house exists. This is why I'm here. (laughs) This community has to be the community where you can have friends that care enough to tell you the truth. You know, the problem with church is that we don't speak truth. We'll say everything nice, and we'll tell everybody else the truth about whoever we said nice to. <laughs> no, and listen, I understand. I understand, and I believe God even understands. But we have to make a commitment to speak truth in love. I have three children, and I tell you, parenting is not easy, eh? But I look at my children, my girl is almost 18, and I'm thinking one day she's out of the house. If I don't speak truth now, my wife is on my case all the time about that. Speak truth. They've got to learn so that they can see that you love them. And, and I, as I prepared this, and I didn't prepare you speaking, but I said, Lord, help us to be a community that can really love one another. That even the things that seems to be hurting each other, is done for the sake of love, for healing. And so, um, I'm not going to be long because I love the way this ended. Let me just say, the healing in this church, we have counselors, we have healing stream, and then we have connect groups or any kind of groups, women ministry. All of that is part of healing. Getting into community, getting to know somebody, spending time in their home, you know, asking questions about life, all of that is what we need in order to be whole. Because loneliness is one of the things, I believe, that the enemy uses to separate us. And... and and to bring depression on us. And how we break loneliness is that you have to make a decision, I'm going to open my life up. I'm actually going to call a friend. I'm going to speak the things that are hidden in my heart. Do you know that, I know some of you come from churches where they had confession. And I know I I was was at, at, at the Catholic school, so we would have to go to confession every Friday, Tell the priest, you know, he's behind the thing and tell him. But you know that the Bible says, confess your sins to one another. 
I always read that, and then I, I get scared. <laughs> and I sat and I thought, are there people in my life who I feel safe with that I'm able to confess sins, things I'm battling with, things I'm struggling with? Not The Bible says confess your sins so that they can pray for you, not that, so that they can judge you. If you find people, let me put it another way, if you become the person that can be safe enough, that someone can come and say, you know what, I'm struggling with this, can you pray for me? And all you do is pray and not gossip and not slander, not judge. And you say, you know what, I know what you're dealing with. I may not be dealing with the same thing, but I am going through something, and therefore let's trust the Lord together that this thing can break in our lives. What a church of com- or community that would be. And Father's us, I believe we can be that, where you can be safe, because the presence of God is in you. You know, um, so I'm going to ask Zinzi to come. Thank you. going to play, come and take the guitar. The way this passage ends is what I wanted to end with this morning. Because a, a house of healing becomes a house of worship. It was, it was, it is true. A house of healing becomes a house of worship. It was because they saw the miraculous and they saw, and they saw the love of the Father through Jesus that they began to praise God. And I've been praying about this. I want to read you a scripture, and then we're going to end off with a song. And Tim, maybe you should join us as well. Um, that, that song that you sang, uh, it's an old song. I love that song. Um, you are awesome in this place. Can we, can, can we do that one? Hebrews 12, verse 28 says, Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping Him with holy fear and awe. You know, God is holy. And we, we tend to look at holiness and say, oh, let's run away from it, right? Because, man, we are not. Look at ourselves. But the holiness of God is driven by His love. It's because He loves you that He'll draw you close enough so that you can experience Him. And then when you experience Him, man, I tell you, you cannot help but allow the Lord to heal you and to, and to take all those wounds away. And I believe this morning, the Lord wants to do that. He wants to heal you. You know, there are things, it might, it might be a heart that has been broken. It might be that you've been hurt spiritually by, by churches, by church leaders. Man, I, I, I even wanted to say to you on behalf of all pastors, I say sorry and I repent before you. You know, we, we are not perfect, but I know the one who is perfect and he's the one that is able to heal you. Maybe you're sitting here today and you need healing physically. I believe the Lord will heal you. So I'm, I'm going to ask Zinzi to lead us in that song. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not even going to ask you to come to the front. 
I'm going to ask you to, if you want to sit, you want to close your eyes, if you just want to look upon him, maybe sing with Zinzi and us, or maybe you just want to listen. Whatever position you take, I know my God. It will meet you where you're at. And so, Father, we thank you that you are a loving God that is always willing to heal us. And Father, we stand in awe of your love that is unconditional towards us. That Father, you would find us even in our brokenness. So come and have your way this morning, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.
Maybe it's, it might even just be joy, happiness, you know, joy that comes upon you. But I, I, I see this lady right there. I just want to pray for you. Um, the Lord is all over you, next to you. Sorry, I'm going to point out there. Um, maybe come help me. Okay. Just, I want to pray for that lady right there. Yeah, just put your hand on her. Father, I just thank you right now that, Lord, you are doing a work of healing that is so deep, Father. I see the Lord just taking your heart and just mending your heart. You know, he's the healer of broken hearts. And I thank you, Father. This is a new day. I hear the Lord saying, the past is gone. The old is gone. Lord, I just thank you for complete healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I do also just sense the pray for you. I just want to lay hands on you quickly. I just see the Lord just saying to you, Sometimes the Lord will to speak and he speaks to people and sometimes it will show you know that he's, he's helping someone, he's healing somebody. There was someone here. Father, you may accelerate breakthrough. I thank you, Father, that you hold her. 
It's almost like in the night time he's holding your hands while you're praying. That's how close God is in hearing you. And I feel that there's others in this room. You've been trusting the Lord for family members, for friends as well that have been struggling like Lawrence was talking about. And if that's you, we're going to trust the Lord with you. Maybe, maybe you can just stand, you know, stand, stand in the gap, as we would say. Stand for your friends and your family. If maybe it's family members that are struggling with drugs. Maybe it's family members that are just lost or broken, that, have, that want nothing to do with God, want nothing with church. If you know somebody and you've been trusting the Lord, stand this morning. We're going to stand together with you. And we're going to pray with them, believe with you for them. The Lord knows each and every one of them. So, we, as a community, let's agree together. Father, everyone standing is representing maybe one or two others, Lord, that need you right now. Father, I pray that you may touch them wherever they are. Lord, we pray that you may heal their hearts, Lord. That, Father, you may draw them unto you. Lord, I pray that they may experience your presence even if they're in, in the home right now, in the room, maybe, Father, they are walking somewhere. Lord, wherever they are, if they're lost on the streets, Lord, I pray and know that you can find them where they are. We pray right now as a community, we believe, Father, that you would touch each and every one of them and bring them into your love, your kingdom, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand and join us. We're going to close the service there. If you still need some prayer, please feel free to come. Um, we, our leaders will pray with you. But can we hold hands this morning as we close the service? I know it's something that we don't normally do. We're going to commit this family to the Lord. If you hear as a guest, this is a family moment. We, we're going to pray for our church. And we're just going to commit this community to, to the Lord. So, Father, we come before you as a church in Friedenburg, as the Father's house. We say, Father, come and make this your house. Make this your home. Dwell in this place. Lord, we pray that this community may be a community that stands together, whether, Father, it's through good times or whether it's through challenging times. Father, may we be the light, not only in Friedenburg, but, Father, within the city of Cape Town. As we stand as a community, Father, that embraces all cultures, as we stand as a community, Father, that embraces all generations, that embraces all nationalities, Father, that we may truly reflect your love to this nation and to this world. And as a family, we pray for our nation, Lord. Father, we lift up our leaders. We lift up the government, Father. We lift up, Father, even every corrupt official, that, Lord, you may touch their lives, that you may change their hearts, that, Father, they may come to know you, Jesus. Father, we pray that even um, where there is tension in political arenas right now, that, Lord, you will remove the tension and you will bring peace back into South Africa. Lord, you've done it before. You can do it again. 
And so, Father, we, we pray that you seal every one of these prayers this morning, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, and the children of God say, <laughs> Amen and Amen.